There are certain moments in my life that have had a huge impact on how I feel and think about politics. And one of those moments was when I got canceled, dragged out in 2017. I know a lot of you who followed me for quite some time have heard this story a bajillion times, but it's one that I continue to go back to because of how much it has changed how I think and how I feel. Without going into the whole details, um, I had beefed with a fellow activist and then someone called me out saying that, oh, are you picking on this person? Sort of the standard kind of drama that happens in SJW circles. And I know a lot of you who remember this um, can recall this is the moment that I kind of just threw my hands up in the air and I decided, you know what? I am not going to be part of this community. I'm not going to join in this woke fest and try to out woke the other person. It's just exhausting. And the demands to be picture perfect and not have any problematic opinions uh, was too much and it was unreasonable. And it introduced me to this notion of, well, you know, just because we align ourselves on the left, just because we believe that we are civil rights activists fighting for greater good doesn't necessarily mean that the methods and our behaviors are all in good form. And I, when I say good form, what I mean is, you know, are these behaviors and ideologies destructive? And are there certain unintended consequences? And one of the things that happened to me was I started to ask myself, okay, well, obviously our community and sort of the leftist community at large is not a monolith, obviously. And there's variance in between each and every single person in terms of what they think is a cancelable offense or what's problematic or what's not problematic or which topic or which opinion you can forgive what's worth investing your time in and then I had to have an even more difficult discussion with myself which is if there is this variance and this degree of individuality for people on the left, then is that the same case with people on the right? And I know that right now a lot of you are probably wondering and guessing if I am trying to flirt with the idea of being a righty, and that is absolutely not the case, I promise you. (laughs) Um, But rather... I wanted to give you a real depiction of what happened to me and what I've been going through and the thoughts that I've been having.
because I'd be lying if I told you that, well, well, I'm completely unchanged and my opinions have always been the same and, you know, I don't feel any different than I have over the last five years. It's just not true. I have learned a lot. I have learned to appreciate some of the opinions that I have that are naturally mine and then I've also been able to call out some of the opinions that I've sort of adopted that maybe I feel differently about. Whether it's economics or my thoughts on politics and government, um, I have changed in some ways. Uh, One way that I have changed in particular is my stance on the government. Before I was all about big government, I believe that our society's greatest problems and biggest problems would be solved by a bigger government. That you have more agencies and more programs that are responsible for helping out people. And a lot of people on the right typically are against big government. They want to shrink government. They want to cut government spending. And this is where sort of the rubber meets the road and you have a lot of accusations against people on the left who believe in a smaller government. And you have a lot of people who are accusing you of, oh, well, it's because you want to gut welfare, you want to gut all these social programs, you really don't care, you're a, a Trojan horse for people on the right. But that is not at all how I feel. My personal belief um, is that if you believe in white supremacy and if you believe in institutional racism and institutional um, inequality, then to support the growth of these programs and these federal agencies, um, I mean, you are essentially promoting a system that you know is corrupt and that you know is riddled with bureaucracy and that you know is subject to being exploited by people who are in power and people who are privileged. And at the end of the day, A lot of these programs, what they're really designed to do is to allocate funds for people who are in need. SNAP benefits, aka food stamps, it's a program that has a pool of money and they determine through a rigorous eligibility test, a means test, to determine who deserves that money and who doesn't deserve that money. So people on welfare are oftentimes stereotyped as lazy and unintelligent and, you know, not willing to work hard enough. But if you understand the eligibility requirements, you'd recognize that the law doesn't even give these people a chance to breathe in the sense that, like, So many of these social programs have work requirements where you have to be working, you have to be earning a certain amount of income, uh, you have to fall within a certain threshold. 
and unfortunately a lot of these programs have caused what is known as the the poverty trap now if you're unfamiliar with the poverty trap the poverty trap is a a situation that a lot of people who are on uh, a, a social assistance program it is a position where they have the opportunity to improve their lives and to make uh, a better salary and to provide a better living for themselves simply by just the opportunities that are around them. Maybe there's a raise at work that they are eligible for, or maybe there is a new job in town, or maybe they started a YouTube channel and they are starting to monetize their content and make some money. But the poverty trap is one that says, oh, well, if you still want this social assistance, if you still want food stamps, if you still want um, disability, or if you want housing assistance, well, then you can't make that much money. You can make some money, but you can't make that much money because now you are considered too rich, even though the poverty limit is about $12,000 and a lot of times these programs are just right like the limits are right around the poverty limit and it, it essentially is forcing them forcing these people to keep their living conditions in order to keep their benefits and so you have really difficult situations where people want to advance their lives but they don't want to risk losing health care. They don't want to risk losing their housing insurance. And I am strongly, strongly against that. I think that if a, if, if a mother of three kids, and I'm this is, this is actually a true story. Uh, back when I was a leasing consultant in Santa Clara, California, uh, we had a housing assistance program at our complex. And we were one of the only places that had one. And we had a resident who was this woman who worked at Barnes & Noble. She didn't really make that much money. She made about roughly $12 an hour. 12 maybe $15 an hour. And it wasn't enough. And she had, I won't say more than two kids, maybe three kids. She had an older, older son, an adult son in college, and two younger kids. She's a Middle Eastern woman. Really, really sweet. Really, really nice. But it was difficult because her son was thinking about going to work. And there were these difficulties of, well, you know, are they going to go over the threshold? Are they going to go over the limit? Are they going to lose their housing? And I thought that that was incredibly fucked up. Now, she never should have been in that position. And it's just one of the examples of the ways I think that government can be inefficient. And that sometimes government programs are paraded around as this you know, magic solution and that 
we shouldn't change them, we shouldn't do anything to them because we're going to destroy people's lives. And look, I, I agree that we should never touch these social programs if we are not willing to implement an alternative or a better solution. But that doesn't mean that I think we should completely remove that discussion from the table entirely. But again, that is just one particular example of of how I feel. Um, another one that you could perhaps talk about um, is economics and how you feel about job creation and how you feel about um, how to properly boost the economy. I am a person who has been interested in economics for a very long time. I, I didn't major in it. I didn't take it in a class, but it has been a subject within politics and within government that I have been particularly interested in because I recognize that money is power and if you want to understand how power is distributed and acquired or passed off or used, then it's useful to think about money and to understand how money works. <clears throat> Or at least to the best of your ability. And I know that a lot of more conservative leaning people will say things like cutting government spending. And for the most part, I believe that we should actually increase government spending on select programs. I, I think that. Um, housing assistance and building affordable housing. I believe we need to put more money into uh, healthcare reform. I believe we should pump more money into the universal basic income. But where I don't agree is government spending in terms of bailing out banks and bailing out uh, uh, incredibly wealthy people who don't need to be helped out. Uh, I believe in cutting government spending for the military. Um, and I, I can go into more detail, but... And obviously I understand that these aren't inherently... Uh, 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 specific to conservatives. It's not to say that they are the only ones who can believe in the small government or believe in cutting government spending. But unfortunately, when you talk to a lot of people on the left, they do have that perception. And they do take all of, you know, any, any opinion of yours that might sway from theirs, whether it's economic opinions or opinions on how to run government, and they interpret that as, okay, well, then that means that you're on the right. That means that you are, uh, you know, shacking it up with the alt-right. And I just wish that more leftists and progressives understood that nuance. And understood that not everyone who feels this way is just magically a righty. Um, so, 
again, this is just a, a thing that I've been thinking about, something that's been on my mind. And uh, it's a topic that maybe I think a lot of us should explore and a lot of us should think about. You know, what, what do you define as a progressive? You know, what, what beliefs can you still have and be a progressive? What are sort of the minimum requirements to be a progressive? Me, I think that progress, progressives and people who consider themselves on the left are generally those who are interested in investing more in the overall good of the people because you believe that you know, collective happiness and the collective improvement of everybody will just naturally result in the improvement in, of everyone's lives. Uh, I believe that being a progressive is about looking towards new solutions and not looking to preserve and contain tradition and culture. Um, obviously, there are certain things that preserve, but I'm talking about like people trying to conserve, like all oh, the American spirit and all that bullshit. Like anyway. <laughs> Anyways, I, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent. Um, yeah, so it's just something to, to think about. I hope you all have a chance to maybe articulate your thoughts and let me know how you feel. Do you think that people on the left, um, do they align with you? Do they do all the different labels of Marxist and communist and social democrat and blah, 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 blah. Like, do you feel that those labels uh, are able to accurately depict how you feel about politics? I mean, that's something that I've actually been struggling with because I've been trying to figure out, like, where do I fit along this political spectrum? Um, and one of the ideas that I've been teasing around is, like, especially now that I've been really open and vocal about supporting Andrew Yang, a lot of people are sort of accusing me of being this and that, and sometimes I listen to their labels and I'm like, uh, not really. And I almost wonder, like, how even accurate is our sense of the political spectrum? You know, our sense of the political spectrum is sort of okay. There's the far left and then there's the far right, and you're you can lie anywhere in between. But are there different axes? You know, is there an X and a Y axis and a Z axis and are there different ways to interpret things? And I don't know, I, sometimes I, I don't feel that our definitions and the way that we describe different ideologies is truly encapsulating of the diversity of thought. And I'm not trying to say that I'm this special person and oh my god I have this like so unique political perspective and we need to start rewriting these labels to to accommodate me but I'm just saying that maybe our dialogue about how we talk about politics of oh are you a, a socialist or are you a libertarian or are you a righty like I sometimes wonder like how accurate is that like I said in the beginning, we all have variants. We all have differences in opinions. And are you a, a leftist if you believe that 
again, this is a pure example. This is not how I feel. But are you still a leftist if you believe that, you know, Bill Cosby shouldn't have been canceled? Or are you still a leftist if you believe uh, that Nazis should or shouldn't be punched? You know what I mean? Like, because I, I, I've been in so many arguments where, like, some people will know how I feel about a number of topics. But then if I differ from them on one particular topic or one particular opinion within that topic, then all of a sudden my my leftist card is revoked. I don't know. It doesn't seem to make sense. And I guess my inclination is just, well, then fuck it. I really don't care about whatever you sort of label me as. Again, I know it sounds really edgy, but it is worth thinking about. Hopefully you think about it. Hopefully you've had an opportunity to articulate your thoughts in the comment section below. Follow me on Facebook at The Lag. Or you can follow me on Twitter at The Lag. <laughs> Alright everybody, hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. I will talk to you all later. Bye.